Yeah, I can hear you. Hey. Sorry, my thing's Cyprus. Um, I don't know how to change it. So what happened? Oh, the name, the name on my. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's all. All good, brother. I knew it was you. I knew it was you. How How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Are you currently in Australia? I am, man. I'm in Melbourne. Oh, I'm jealous. What time is it over there? It must be late or Have early. 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Brooklyn right now, and it's currently 2 p.m. Yeah. You, but, you're based in New York now because you, you grew up in Melbourne, right? Yeah, I grew up in Melbourne, um, and then I moved. I moved to L.A. originally. And then uh, I came here very recently, pretty much like uh, the day the quarry was released. I think I was a week officially living here. By the way, I should tell you, we are live. Um, <laughs> everyone in the chat is saying, you know, Evan! Zach Tinker is actually watching. And he hey! Just say hi to everyone. Um, so everyone, Zach says hello, or Jacob, as you all know. Zach, you're next, brother, if you're watching. We'll work out a time. But... Uh, I heard you two were gonna do maybe a little stream, Evan. Yeah, once the um the the co-op is available, that online one, him and I are gonna we'll we'll do a, a live stream together. I don't know if we're gonna do Twitch or anything. Yeah. Miles um, has been like very helpful. I know he's been struggling with trying to get that working, and so he's been pretty helpful with like our setup and and everything. He even offered me to just like come over to his and um yeah there like so i might even do that before the game uh before zach and i have a crack at it but no i really want i really want to play it with zach he was my like the first person and um that i met on set and probably my my like third friend i ever made in like los angeles so yeah i love him to death peanut butter butter pops man (laughs) it felt so weird learning that trying to figure out what we were going to do. And, um, yeah, it looks so great when you see it on screen. We've got a lot to talk about, brother, but I really appreciate you coming on. And um, it's great to talk to another Aussie. I've only ever had two other Aussie guests out of 100. Um, so you are representing well, brother. Um, are you missing Oz at all? I'm missing Oz. I was actually in Melbourne uh, a couple months ago. Uh, you know, being homesick and just missing that Australian accent. So it's good to hear it. But um, to be honest, you know, when you go home and you, you spend a lot of time with your family, it, it's good for about a week or two. And <laughs> go back to, I need to go back to America. But I do miss it. I get, I get homesick a fair bit. Um, I miss kebabs. I miss a good donut kebab uh, and a HSP. I miss all of that. But, um, I mean, the food... It here is cheap and the alcohol is cheap. So <laughs> there's some yeah. perks. Yeah, there's some perks about here. <laughs> what about um Tim Tams and Vegemite? I'm stocked up, mate. I yeah, yeah. and uh, my 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 missus, uh, my girlfriend won't even eat like look at Vegemite. So that's all me. <laughs> that, um, I don't know. I don't know how many Australians listen to this, but uh, if you if you all remember Kraft peanut butter. Um, like it's never oily, it's never dry. That's uh, I'm also stocked up on that. I miss cordial, to be honest. I miss Cody's cordial. <laughs> I'm just so being a stereotypical Australian right now. You've you um now we're really gonna go Australian. Bear with us, guys. If you're not from Australia, um, AFL. Are you an AFL man at all? I am. I am. I actually am wearing the colours I for the team I support. Hold on. Can... No way. Hold on. Yeah. What colours? Am I is that black and white? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby. That's it. I knew I knew we were gonna be friends. Um, uh, Actually, there's an AFL team here in Brooklyn and they're the Brooklyn Magpies. They are too, yeah. Nice. I reckon I should go down there and uh, kick the pill around. I haven't played football for years. I'll probably, like, break an ankle or something. But, you know, it'd be fun to have a kick. How would you explain it to the to the uh, Yanks? It's like NFL, basketball, soccer. <laughs> Not, I don't know. That's probably the best explanation. How would you explain it? Like, I'm yeah. just trying to. NFL, but a um, bit more scrappy. Bit of rugby yeah. in there. Bit of yeah. Bit of basketball. I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. 
Um, it's, it's like Pete, everyone heard about those games, got explained, like it all got explained to everyone at once, and everyone was drunk while they were listening, <laughs> and then they created this game. So that's that's Australian football for you, ladies and gentlemen. And you used to play, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I used to play yeah. um, in Fitzroy, for Fitzroy. So, um, oh, you could you have know. been complaining for Collingwood if you weren't an actor, eh? Oh, yeah, de- yeah, definitely. No, I, was, <laughs> I, I used to like, I loved the by the end of, end of it, like the partying aspect, you know, like years after, um, after a game and, mm. and all that. I, was, I was more into, um, into like boxing. So, I did boxing a lot. I actually did that in Collingwood as well because I, I grew up there and, um, yeah, just just always loved my sport, but um, you know, loved film and TV. So it was kind of like two two loves that were very very different, but um, at the same time, are very very much the same. Especially like when it comes to like uh, you know, your approach with acting and and dedicating yourself to a craft. I feel like sports people understand that more than like a lot of people. Yeah, and I, I guess you can't you can't really pursue both professionally. I mean, that's pretty tough, isn't it? You got to pick one or the other, really. Wayne the Rock Johnson or something like that, or, or like Ron James, you know. And even then, yeah, it's it's pretty difficult, I'd say. But I, I'm to be honest, I I, didn't, I wouldn't change it. You know, acting is the funnest thing I think I could ever ever think about doing. It's like playing make believe for for real. You know, you're pretending to be someone different every day. It's it's on, it's honestly the funnest gig ever. Yeah. Tough, tough to- but you know, it's still fun. And you did you start with what was your first gig? Was it was it Fantasy Island? Was it Home and Away? As in like a, a big sort of takeoff? Because uh, so or was it Star Trek? It, it was. Um, it actually was uh, Fantasy Island. So I, I auditioned things back home from Oz, which got me a little bit of notice and a little bit of interest. But the the role I landed was. A small role on uh, this horror movie called Fantasy Island. Um, for those of you who have watched it, I apologize. And for those of you who haven't seen it, don't watch it. Um, what do you mean? Yeah. It, it is the, <laughs> like a cheesy. It's like cheesy degraded horror movie. It's great. It was great fun to film and everything, but it's not winning awards or breaking the box office or anything like that. It was just cool. It was it was a, a cool thing to film, and there was a bunch of cool people, you know who were there, the cast and the crew and the director. It was just a great time. Um, and then from there, I, uh, I booked Star Trek. And then, you know, like three weeks, I think, after filming Fantasy Island, I was in America in the middle of the, the desert in Santa Clarita. For those of you who don't know, it's um, just outside of LA. It's like an hour drive and there's nothing to do there. So I was <laughs> out there for about four weeks before I was like, you know, sorry if I'm swearing too much, fuck this and... No, just I'm, fucking swear, mate. It's all good. Great, great. <laughs> I, I normally have to like watch my watch what I say. No, no. You bloody mm-hmm. Siobhan. I mean, you couldn't. She just kept saying the f bomb. You couldn't shut her up, really. The Brits, they have potty mouths. That's <laughs> you know, we're more uh, sophisticated with our. Oh, Australian Australians, now. we're so fucking sophisticated, aren't we? Yeah, the most sophisticated bunch in the world. But um, yeah, Star Trek, and then. Actually, when the show premiered, that's when I, I got uh, the quarry. So that was like 2020 and then did the body scans and uh, met a couple of the people. I'm not sure if Zach was there that day, but maybe he was. And then, uh, you know, the world shut down. So I was stuck in Melbourne for, I can't even remember how long, but, and then I left, uh, I left to film the quarry January 1st, 2021. Wow. Wow, uh, you, how how was the excitement? Because I know you must have been elated when you got Star Trek and when you got Fantasy Island. But what what sort of excitement for this project did you have when you when you knew you had it? Well, I knew everyone was telling me about Until Dawn, and that was the and I had to figure out what that was too because all my mates back home are big video gamers. Like I, I used to jump on like COD and like play Tony Hawk's and like Pro Skater and everything. Which like which that. COD, by the way? What's your fave? The Modern Warfare Two. Oh, all two! The- nice. And I don't know what um, people call like we all used to call like teddy bears, you know, whenever you yeah. Out and so and like Rust and and all of that. So I, I was big into that, and then you know Black Ops came out and zombies and everything like that. So we were all like had a pretty like tight knit crew on like 
uh, Xbox 360, and we were playing that a lot. But I had a few few friends who early on were getting into like, you know, video games with like actual storyline. And so my friend, when when I ta- I actually rang him, I'm like, have you heard of this game? Like until dawn, he's like, what? The-? He's like, what are you talking about? Like what? What, what's going on tell me everything and i'm like i'm auditioning for this thing and he's like you have to do it like you have to do it if you can get this like it'll be you know fucking amazing and you know by by luck um you know i happened to get it and then i you know played until dawn like non-stop and i think the last time i played it was i think the night before i had to start filming at like 5 a.m or 6 a.m so i had to like wake up drive to santa monica where we were taping and I just remember being so tired, but so excited. <laughs> yeah. Because when we get ripped, it's like this thing's 900 pages long. You can't read the whole thing. Well, I was going to ask, um, how many pages do you read of a 900-page script? <laughs> I, up, I, I think I did pretty well. I got to like page 320 and I was like, I'm done. Like, I can't. <laughs> nice. Nice. It was like the script we got at, in January 2020 was a little bit different to the script we got um in january 20 or actually december 2020 um changed it yeah not, not too much just like you know dialogue and certain yeah. scenes where they were um yeah yeah never thought i thought reading scripts i'd only ever have to read 100 pages but no i, I pushed through and did like 350 but I, I didn't know majority of the endings too it just became too much like i knew, I knew where people died at certain points so playing it now I know what to do and like what not to do up to a certain point. And then I'm like, well, I'm just as clueless as everyone else. <laughs> are you, so have you played through it yet or are you yeah. waiting? Yeah, you have. Played through it twice and then we're going to have a few people over and we're all going to do like a big group play. Um, you know, everyone can choose a character and just, you know, decide who does what, when. But um, yeah, two playthroughs. I think I killed. Who's the first person I killed on the – and it was a complete um... – Because I – my first death was thanks to you, mate. You destroyed Ariel. You destroyed – you just – as a werewolf, I was shocked. I couldn't yeah. believe what I just saw. And then yeah. I, I was able to rewind it. Um, you did the rewind? Yeah, yeah, but um, – because I didn't want to shoot you. You know, I wanted to – Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's where they get you. They think mm. if it's our – a me or her situation or that like she'll just change and, and disappear but no nick fully decapitates her <laughs> holston's character, i killed holston's character and then i killed zach's character and, <laughs> and, and i think i'm sorry if i'm giving spoilers but i think nick i think i kill i think i kill him because i'm the i'm the one i'm the werewolf in the cage Weird. yeah you are too yes Jacob or Zach and uh, with me in the game. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So do you get to do those werewolf scenes? Do you get to play as that or is that someone else doing that? No. So uh, I got to do the turn, like turning and throwing. Um, like going, like as you're going, like turning into the Hulk or something, that part? Yeah. I, I got That's to, all you. Yeah, yeah, that was all me. It was so, it was so, it felt so awkward because you're wearing like a scuba <laughs> you're not wearing your clothes you've got all these dots on your face and you got this camera and they're like all right now you're on the ground and i'm like yep and like now you're gonna turn so like maybe get up like at your own pace and i'm just kind of like i'm like roaring out loud and you feel so silly doing it because you're in an empty room everyone else is in scuba suits or and you know the people are sitting behind the camera like the the computers like seeing your face and you know making sure the background and stuff like looks great and it's just like the most awkward thing. My vo- I, my voice went hoarse. I remember from from yelling all the time. Even even going in the pool, when you push Nick in the pool or when Nick falls in the pool, we have to pretend there's water and we're like burning to death. So you're just there. Standing. Oh, you've got you've got oh, yeah. some of the most awkward scenes now that I think about it, don't you? Yeah. In, in terms of yeah, being in the in the um, what do you call it? the volume? That's what you call it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were there were absolutely like you need I think a great imagination when you're um on a set like that, but it's kind of freeing too because there's no like angles, 
They, they don't have to get you in a certain way. They Every angle, um, like camera angle you see in the game is something that they've done. They've well, just, there's no camera there. It's just a room full of like nothing, I guess. I, I got to commend you, man, because, you know, from a from a small kid from Melbourne and, you know, you're playing Tony Hawks and Cod, you, you would have never thought you'd be in a game 10 years later, would you? I wouldn't have thought I'd be doing any of this. I wouldn't, if you, if I could go back in time and tell like me 10 years ago that this is where I'm at, I probably would, you know, I wouldn't believe, I wouldn't believe it. I'd be like, you're talking shit. And it's, <laughs> it's like i thought the game would do well but um the game's had such a a positive response oh isn't um, it yeah um, you know i have people in, um that i that i've known and i haven't spoken to you know since like elementary school so primary school sending me pictures of the quarry like at eb games wow that's cool yeah so that's GameStop back home for everyone who's mm. in america uh, yeah. You know, they're kind of like shocked because the last time I think people sent photos of me like that, I did a Hungry Jacks commercial. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Burger King for everyone else listening. Um, I love how yeah, we have I, to translate everything. Yeah, that's what we call Burger King back home. And yeah, yeah. Last time I think anyone ever really like noticed me on on something, you know, people I haven't really like spoken to in, in years. But yeah. yeah, the response has been amazing. So many people are making these awesome fan edits, and yeah. there's so many people in all of these like fan, fantastic artists making all of these like drawings of us and and animations. It's just been incredible. Oh yeah, Brandon here says, um, "Hey, Evan, any tips to getting into acting?" Brandon, I'm the wrong. I'm gonna let my dog out. Give me two seconds. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Keep the questions coming through, guys. For Evan, he'll be uh, happy I'm, to uh, answer as many as possible. Actually, I'm the worst person to be asking that question. That's all right. That's all right. I have. I've never really went to acting school. I went to film school, so I learned how to do things behind the camera. Learn, um, you know, the process of like writing a script, directing um, a show or a production or a short. We even did like a live camera recording, so I'm actually not bad on um, on that. If I was to ever become like a producer on a news news set, but yeah, I kind of like fell into this. I, I I dropped out of film school with like I think four months uh, left, like shy of graduating, just because I just wasn't vibing with it. And then I got offered to be uh, a runner, so that's like an assistant on this this show called The Real Housewives of Melbourne. You did um, not really. Yeah, yeah. I got. Wow. Uh, well, I, I had my godmother inquire if I wanted to work there, and I was like, I don't want to be fetching anyone like copies and doing like ridiculous shit like that. So I was like, Nah, I'm good. And then a week later, I got um, scouted for modeling, and then right. did some photos because apparently I'm very good looking. Uh, and then, <laughs> I mean, I got signed in Sydney to an agency who ran an acting division and he kind of just pushed me towards acting. He's like, this is something like you should pursue. It's something that I, I w- I've always been interested in and I was always doing theatre in, in um, high school and in, in elementary school, but anytime a teacher would tell me to, that I should pursue that, I'd be like, majority of actors are unemployed. What do I want to like, be out of work for, you know? So... <laughs> That's been my journey. Uh, the the only thing I could say is probably like go find an acting course, look at actors that you that inspire you or that you like look up to, and they don't have to be like people of note. Like um, I know I keep mentioning his name, but like honestly, Zach, I look up to him as an actor and his process. He like works his ass off. I, I've seen him, you know, like working on on auditions and just his process and everything. That's kind of like the, the approach people should have, you know, like really dedicate yourself to something, especially if it's something that you love and you're interested in and be patient because I'm not patient. And what's it like? Because I'm guessing you you moved to the States, uh, you know, not knowing many people, um, you know, with a lot of these projects, you, it's a bit of a you know, new system, new sort of culture, new country. How did you sort of manage that? Uh, I think it's kind of like one of those things where it's sink or swim. 
there's no real way that you can like navigate it. Like people can give you advice, but everyone's journey is different. Like a lot of Aussies or Brits or whoever come that come over to America don't aren't there like working. They'll have to go work at a bar or become like a waiter or an Uber driver or something like that until something clicks and they start working. I was fortunate enough to, you know, have a job before I left the country. Um, so navigating that was initially hard. I mean, like majority of the cast on Star Trek are older than me and have children. So that was interesting sitting there hearing about, you know, so-and-so going to kindergarten or elementary school. Uh, you know, I can't really contribute to conversations like that apart from talking about my, my sister's kids. But yeah. it was fun. It was, it was nice. I think the great thing about being an actor is no day is the same and no set is the same and no character or you know process is the same so every day is different and i think that's one of the exciting things about it but it's also one of the more daunting things you know people who have jobs like our steady jobs will always have that job once once our job's finished we're unemployed again and we're looking for another one we have to constantly look for work it's like you're getting fired and every other every six months isn't it the weirdest thing um (laughs) Even if a show's popular as well, it doesn't mean you will, your character will come back. Or even even if the show is great, it doesn't necessarily mean it'll be picked up for another season. Or if a movie's good, there might not be a sequel. You know, they might not want to make a sequel, and if they do, it might not be as good. So there's all these um, different uh, factors that you got to kind of like take in. But that's what makes it fun. Oh yeah, I could imagine it. It'd be a lot of fun. You've done such versatile things, the quarry. Um, Star Trek and, you know, Fantasy Island. You've really sort of diverse yourself and you've probably got other stuff coming, I'm sure. Do you want to do more games, do you think? I'd love to do more games. I'd love to be in a Star Wars game just so I could, like, force push a bunch of, bunch of um, things. I remember playing, crap, what was it called? The Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, uh, yeah. yeah that, was, that was amazing. But honestly, like, anything. I'd love to um, work on another horror game like this or really anything i heard um there's a game called train simulation and right now pringles are hiring someone to play a character they're an npc but they load the pringles into the vending machine <laughs> i don't know any people thinking that if they want to into the, the video game space but yeah i definitely love to do that i can see this medium as well just growing so quickly as well oh, because yeah. stories in in such a more well not just interactive but it's more in depth than even like movies and shows are it's like the depth of a book but with the visualness of um you know a movie or show yeah because i mean the quarry ends up being like i don't know like eight hours of cutscenes or something i don't know how many but it's almost like a four-part movie in a way or something isn't it it's uh it's it's unbelievable, but um, I've got some really good questions here. I might um, get to Evan. Uh, Evan, were you only interested in the Nick role, or did you try out for other characters? That's from James. Uh, James, I only tried out for the Nick role, I believe. I was approached for the Nick role because I met casting – I flew back home during the bushfires. For those of you who don't know, our country was like pretty much burnt to a crisp for months because of the because of you know climate change and just poor poor government. But um, yeah, during then I, I met with cast the casting director for something else, and I only just remembered this the other day. Well, uh, I, met, I met with them and spoke to them about Australia and everything like that. And then come January, they approached me with the role of Nick, and so that, that was always going to be. I was. I didn't even know about any of the other characters until I um until I think I, I met everyone on the set. Yeah, I believe most like everyone was approached yeah, for their role, or most were. Yeah, people were. I don't I don't know many people that were like um you know where it's like one one and out of a hundred people that are auditioning. Yeah. I think we're all. Yeah, if if people were auditioning, it would have been like maybe them and like three other people. I don't think it would have been many. Yeah. Wow. You weren't in Melbourne with the bushfires, were you? No, I was. I flew back home. Oh, um, you were, right. And the sky was all orange and everything smelled like it was being barbecued. Yeah, um, crazy time. It's sort of – I sort of forget about it because COVID – I feel like COVID was straight after, wasn't it? 
So you sort of yeah. just forget about it a little bit, but yeah, that was devastating, wasn't it? Yeah, they all, that all happened within like twenty four months. It was Australia mm. copped it a little bit. Yeah, and so for the game, because I know in in Star Trek you have the Aussie accent, right? Yes. So, and also in this game, you've got the Aussie accent. Fantasy Island is American, right? Yeah. Um, I've never seen an Aussie be able to sneak in the accent so many times. How how are you doing this, mate? I'm not even, <laughs> This is the funny thing. Like, I, I, I Star Trek auditioning with an American accent. I came over, was doing everything in American accent, and then, um, you know, they just kind of came to me and they were like, Everyone else in this cast, you know, we've got British people, we've got people from Nigeria. They're all they all have accents. Like, why are we making this kid yeah. speak with an American accent? It just doesn't make any sense. So in the final hour of filming, um, before we start we were starting filming with Star Trek, they were like, Do you want to do an Aussie accent? And then Will Biles didn't even know I was Australian. So I'm guessing the the tapes and stuff he saw, you don't hear me talk. Um, like you don't hear me, you know, talking as, as me. So when I met him, he's like, Oh, you're you're Australian. And we got to talking. He's like, you know, this is gonna sound real wild. Like he left. Five minutes later, he came back and he's like, Would you want to do it in an Australian accent? And I was hesitant at first because I'd just done Star Trek and Yeah, I, that's what I mean. Yeah. My voice. I hate hearing it like this. So I was a bit hesitant. He's like, no, 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 it'd be great. He's like, people come over to become camp counselors from all over the world. This makes sense. He's like, this would be like a cool little addition. He's like, we won't even like bring up the fact that you're Australian. It's just going to be, that's what it is. And I was like, I was humming and hiring and, and I'm like, yeah, all right. Like, let's do that. And it, it, I, I feel like it was a good addition. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. But it's just funny how you've, being able to wrangle, oh, I guess you didn't really wrangle it. It sort of just fell in your lap both times, eh? Yeah, kind of like this career. It's, <laughs> it's not like you're pushing for the Aussie accent at all, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I it it'd be maybe I could just be the the Aussie. Who knows? Maybe that's what I'm- <laughs> I I have heard that like Aussies they they prefer to do American accents on set, like it. It makes them get into character better or something. It just I've heard that from a lot of Aussies. Are you the same? Like is it is it easier to do another accent? I feel like it's easier to disassociate myself from yeah. the character. Yeah. So like when I watch myself talking like this, I'm like, well, that's just me. Whereas if I hear me, like when I hear myself on Fantasy Island, I'm like, that feels better because I can I can pull away from it. When I watch Star Trek, even when I was playing the game, I'm like like kind of cringing at my at hearing myself. <laughs> Finding the accent sometimes, especially when you're surrounded by Americans, like jarring, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, hey, Evan, I'm Julian. I never get noticed too much, so I hope Dan sees this. My question is, how do you feel when you were casted as Nick? I mean, we sort of touched on that, but elated, I'm guessing, right? It was elated, but I was also... I'm drunk in London celebrating the Star Trek premiere. So when I got the call, I was like, fuck yeah, and I hung up. And, I'm, <laughs> so, and we noticed you, Julian, so you we don't noticed always- you, Julian. Come on. Um, Olga here says, if you could ask Evan, does Nick think the relationship with Abby can be established well after the quarry events, given that they both survive? Uh, I mean, that depends on whose ending you are you're going off of. Because in some endings, I definitely can't that that relationship can't go on because she's decapitated. But <laughs> look, there is hope. I mean, I think with the I think actually, you know what? I think they would trauma bond very well after after something like that. But I don't know if that's a healthy relationship. I mean, maybe the trauma bonding. You know, we experience this thing together. That would bring them close. But then I think they'd need years and years and years and years of therapy to um, probably work something out together. And I'm guessing you met Ariel Winter? Yeah, she was lovely. She's really, really sweet. Um, met I met mo- most of the people on set. We all didn't shoot together, but we all shot stuff um, at some point. You must have shot the scene where you kiss and all that. I know you don't actually kiss with a, with a suit on, but 
that scene? You must have shot that together or not? We shot that scene together, but the scene with Holston and myself. Uh, uh, Holston was She was. What? Uh, yeah, was I can't me. believe that. No, it was me and Ariel, and then I was like this, or I was like this, and I'm just pretending there's someone there. And then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be difficult for me to do that. It felt, it felt so weird and like unnatural. And even when um, at least with air having Ariel on set, you know, I, I had some something to direct myself towards, whereas I didn't with with the other kiss. That was weird. It was a very weird day. Oh, of course, the the truth or dare. That's what we're talking about, right? Is that the same way? Yeah, yeah, the truth or dare. So non- who's in that truth or dare soon? Who's actually on set? Brenda was there with me, and. Ariel and Ethan Supley was there too, but that's because we, he, but he, he arrived later to film um, something else. And maybe uh, I think Justice was there too that day. Wow. So, yeah. no, yeah, no Zach. No, nah, no uh, Zach. Yeah, right. Were you there? It's not like he's going to be able to re- respond, but I think you were there. No, I don't think you were there that day. I don't think he was. Yeah, wow. What was your um, favorite scene to shoot? Was it was it um, was it that werewolf transformation sort of one? Was that the most fun? That was the most fun. There's another yeah. early in the hospital, and we got to sneak out when Ethan's character, Ethan Suffley's character, comes through. And there was, there was depending on what you choose, there was a cool bit where I like run out of him and like slam him up against the wall. That was pretty fun to film. Mm. But yeah, the transformation scene, it was just so cool. And when we were filming it, we had, you know, only a few takes of doing it. Oh, also, Peanut Butter Butter Pops. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that scene at the firing range is very, very fun because um, we had, like, a fake gun and we just pretending to shoot shit. It was, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. It's hard not to film it wasn't fun to film. Yeah. But the Peanut Butter scene, um, well, there's a, it's mentioned a couple of times, I think. That's on the script, I'm guessing. That's in the script. Yeah, and reading it sounded like it, it was weird. We were both trying to figure out like how to sing the song, and we were both very wrong. And then they had a rec- <laughs> uh, they had a recording of it, and we finally heard it, and we're like, "Ah, oh, that's 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 pretty cool." But um, we I think we also asked if that was they were real, and they're not a real thing. No, they're not. I looked it up. Maybe um. Zach and I should go on the business and create them, whatever the hell. Oh, you might do it pretty well out of that, actually. Get a nice form. What are they again? Are they like um, Reese peanut butter things? I guess they're like that. Oh, no, they're not. They're like popcorn or something. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like popcorn, peanut butter. It's it's in peanut butter and then chocolate. So you <laughs> pop, them, pop them in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, let's have a look. What else have we got here? Did you get the chance to improvise on your dialogue at all, or was it all from the script? That's from Fez. So uh, some of it just like improv because you get given because there's so many different options with how the scene plays out. It's hard to remember all of that dialogue, even though they've got the like screens with the script there. You can't be like talking to someone, reading the screen, and then continuing. So you get the gist of it and try and, like, get most of the lines down pat. And if it plays out how they wanted it to play out, then we'll, we'll move on and do and do another scene. But majority of it isn't um, improvised. Our dancing was, I mean, like, shaking my ass to uh, <laughs> you know, beat him in the shooting thing. That was improvised. Yeah. But, uh, how did you rate yeah. your dancing when you, when you played it? 10 out of 10. Yeah. Loving so. if, if I could, but you know, it's yeah. not it's humble. <laughs> humble guy. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Someone just said he was the dance improv. Um, question from Kerry What do you think Nick's reaction would be to waking up in the forest after turning back into a human? Must have been very confusing and cold. <laughs> yeah, mm. very cold. I mean, naked, waking up naked in the forest, I think I'd be more comfortable with it than Nick would be. But uh, <laughs> no, it sounds know. like uh, that's happened to you before. Many times. No. Uh, 
No, no, no. I, I honestly think he would have been, if, if you have memory as well, I think there's no, we're not sure if you know what's going on when you're a werewolf and you have like no control. If that was the case and he like killed a bunch of people, then I think he'd be like very like horrified. But um, if he's woken up with like no memory and no recollection of anything, then shit, I don't know. He pro- honestly, he probably it depends how far away he is from camp. Yeah. There's a I think I think he'd just be complaining about how cold he is and how far the walk is and where everyone else is and and is everyone else okay? Waking up covered in blood could never be fun. I was talking to Siobhan where someone said, "Oh, they'd love to see a sequel," and we're like, "Well, that's going to be quite tough with 186 endings. Which one is the canon ending? And how do you how would you even do a sequel?" So, um, but I'm guessing if they ever did, you'd be down. Yeah, oh, I'd be totally down. Even if they wanted to turn this into a movie, I'd be down. You know? Oh um, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Also, the same thing. Like, which is the canon ending, and which is the? I I, I think if they like, I mean, it's, I know a lot of people wanted like an Until Dawn uh, sequel and and everything like that. I think I don't know. Something's good. Don't ruin it with a sequel. Exactly. I something t- else good. I tend to agree. I know you're a bit of a horror buff as well. Any any you can recommend or that you've um, you've watched lately? I know you watched Scream. I, I enjoyed that one. I just well. watched Ritual. Ritual. Okay. Ritual. A bunch of blokes. Is um, it new or is it old? I think it's newish. Uh, they um, go high. Netflix? I think so. Yeah. Might be on. Yeah, it must be on Netflix. The ritual. Yeah, scary, just like eerie. You don't know exactly what it's what it's about um, for like a long time in the movie, and like what the the scary. It's just different scary elements to it. And yeah, it wasn't made on a massive budget either. Still managed to you know scare the crap out of me. We only just watched that this weekend. Yeah, yeah. and Severance now too. So if anyone's watching that or isn't, get on that. Have you ever Apple seen um, Saint Maud? St. Maud. No, it's an, eight, eight, an A24 one. I, I, I recommend it. It is that mm. last that last scene. I still remember it. I I it's very haunting. Just the last oh I definitely recommend that one. St. Maud. Obviously hereditary. You've probably seen that. Um yeah, all those ones, you know. The um the witch, the witch. Which yeah, um, I watched one about like I can't even remember what it was. I think it's called like the tumor or something like that. Something like that. It's about this woman who like um, was born with this. I'm giving the story away, but like it, it's just a really bad Blumhouse film. Oh. Good, very proper like frights and stuff, but nothing like too like crazy. Is Fantasy Island Bl- Blumhouse? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they, you know what? Like they're really good at, at what they do. They know horror, and like I think they're they're the, they they did Nope. They did um, Get Out. They did Paranormal Activity. Like they're behind like everything. Like they're keeping the like horror alive. I'd say. Do you see the producers or anything when you're on set? Do you, do they have much involvement or do they let you go? Do you know? Not in uh, Fiji, so I met one producer or two producers, and then um, but I, I got to know the director uh, pretty well. And then back in LA, I met with casting and a few, and I met a few of the other like higher up executives when I went into Blumhouse to do like um, ADR. For those of you that don't know, that's just audio digital recording. So if you ever see uh, a sound or like a dialogue um, that if a person's like facing behind and stuff, that's normally like all added in like after if they've missed something or something doesn't sound that great you go into adr and they fix that up for you yeah so i met a few of them um they're down i think like somewhere like east hollywood or something like that they got a really nice office really nice food (laughs) you remember the food classic classic aussie uh (laughs) when performing this from madison when performing a scene versus seeing it when playing are things similar to how you picture them or are they complete surprise? I think the action of my character it isn't surprising. What's surprising is the camera angle or how you're, how they decided um, this scene to be viewed because 
there's no camera in your face and there's no like blocking. So you don't set the shots up. You're in a room and you're essentially on a basketball court and on the borders of the basketball court are cameras. And then there's a camera on your face. So you don't know how it's going to look um, scenically or like from, from like a, a film perspective, you just know what action it is you're going to do. And that's like pretty much it. Like you don't know how it's going to, turn out but apart from like like expressions and actions and and dialogue and stuff uh, i actually think like it sounds funnier and uh more like genuine watching it than in like rehearsals really? and, yeah. yeah it's like the whole that's like the whole struggle it's like making someone else's words your own and then making whoever's listening or like watching believe what you're saying yeah know if that's uh, you never know if that's if, if you've done a good job or a great job or you know or, or if you've done a terrible job until you like sat there watching it and most people are their worst critic so the game is probably the the first performance where i've been like happy with everything that went down in, oh that's um, good yeah so you, you you're proud of it you are proud 100 yeah good. proud of everything and just um even like look at like it's funny watching and playing the quarry, thinking of like what life was like back when it was being when I was filming it, and how different life is now, you know. So it's just a nice little memory, you know, walk down memory lane. Mm. And I know you, as you said a few times, you you became really good friends with Zach. How did that bond start to come about? Because I I know you had a few scenes, but it, I don't think he was your main scene partner, was he? Is that just no. you just clicked from the word go, you two? say so, so i think we mentioned about something about like paintball and then going to do like and then going to do paintball together which we still haven't done but um yeah i think it, it's just like uh we both came to set with like the same idea just being like open and like authentically like ourselves we weren't really out there to gain anything from anyone and we just had like similar interests and um you know similar like goals or visions or dreams whatever you want to call them and I know we all we just like the same stuff. So can I, think I can I ask those dreams? Can you give us an insight to that? What what are, what are you talking here? In terms of like our like we're both very like uh, goal driven, career orientated people, mm. um, but not like uh, egotistical douchebags. Um, just just about anything we believe in, like doing the work and um, yeah, not. Right handouts from anyone or, or anything like that we believe in but like we believe in ourselves and that's i that's respect been, that man i respect that i'm guessing you've met a few of those along the way though that are the opposite of that yeah but you you meet them everywhere in in everything mm. it's not just um, it's not just like in our industries it's rampant everywhere everyone's got an ego at the end of the day it's just about how much you let it i guess dictate what you do mm. Interesting way to put it, yeah. Um, Jack here says, were you aware of the storyline with Max, Travis, and Laura when you were filming, or was that all kept secret to you? No, it wasn't. So our first day on set, we rocked up, and they'd already filmed the what do you want? What do we call that? Like the, the epilogue, the yeah. prologue, prologue, prologue. Yeah, yeah. We, they'd already filmed the. Uh, all the prologues so we got to see gameplay and all of that and given that when we got given the script it's that's the first the first thing you, you read it's not like we didn't know that these people existed we just didn't know when our stories would all um yeah. collide yeah yeah d says fun fact nick is the only werewolf to have his clothes stay on when he turns he has pants on when he turns back he has a ripped shirt but still has one on there you go these people coming in with the facts. <laughs> the only acceptable canon storyline is where Nick survives, and that's it. Yes, <laughs> that's from Betty. Uh, what was your favorite relationships in the quarry? From Gray, when you played through, what what sort of connections did you like as a player? I wasn't even focused on that. I was like, I was. I was trying to focus on like going down like Rocky Road and, and being and being this way and this way. It wasn't about the relationships. It was about getting everyone out alive. Getting them out alive, yeah. yeah. I wasn't. I liked 
sped, sped through the first my first gameplay because I'm like everyone because I knew how long it had taken. Like everyone's living, and not everyone did, but most most of them did. You know, so yeah, I, I didn't like the character relationships or anything. I, it wasn't it wasn't the same. Um, I wasn't doing the same thing that I was doing when I was playing Until Dawn. Like it was yeah, just it's a different approach. Yeah, I feel like if I was in your position. When I, when you meet yourself, I would just try and get them killed and see the different ways. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I'm sadistic. I knew I couldn't get it. I knew it would be ages or. Yeah, yeah. Die. So I was just like really just trying to get to the, to, to me turning. I was like spamming that shit, you know? So. <laughs> Are there, do you have any time to like play games? In your life at, at this stage in your career, because I know you know you're very busy now. But is, is there any games that are you know besides the quarry that are taking your fancy at all, or what? Yeah, I'm so good at Mario Kart. <laughs> Lockdown um, during COVID, I held the track record like internationally. Like, Whoa! And then it went. And then, and then, like, I lost it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking good at Mario Kart. I haven't played in a while. I can pick up the controller right now and just dominate. I know all Shit. the turns. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I mean. No one plays with me, plays with me anymore. Because you're, no like, you're too good. You yeah. smash them. Yeah, I do. And then I watched. I was watching Zach play Halo. I haven't played that in years. And I remember being at Hitman's maybe, like, a month or two ago and just sucking ass at it. I'm like... How the fuck was I so good at this growing up? Like, I just feel like I've lost. I'm back into reading, though, so that's more what I'm doing now. Oh, nice. Reading. What are you reading? Um, what is it? I'm reading, actually, the, the book called The Four Agreements. Fiction, um, fiction or nonfiction? What do you usually go for? I'm normally, I'm normally a fiction kind of, kind of guy. My favorite author is uh, Jeffrey Archer. Not many people have heard of him. And Jeffrey then, um, Archer. Yeah. And then my favorite, um, my favorite uh, book is The Count of Monte Cristo. What's what? What does Jeffrey Archer sort of specialize in? Just these like stories about, um, you know, I, I don't even know. They're all different. Some are like political. Some right. are just like uh, it, it's it just all, all the. I don't even know brand his his style, but yeah, yeah, favorite yeah. author. But yeah, my favorite book is Count of Monte Cristo. Love the love, love that book. Good, nice. good read. Nice. I, I, I admittedly haven't read a book in a long time, so maybe that's the that's the next one I'm getting. Eh? Uh what is your favorite horror film of all time? There's a question. That's a tough one. Good luck with that one. Um, I'm actually going to say like a really weird answer here. Um, rope. By Alfred Hitchcock. Nice. Okay, now I know you're a cinephile. I love it. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. Yep. Rope. That's how you do it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's how you. That's how you. A real cat and mouse, like chilling. That could be made today, and people would still like uh, love it. They probably should remake it. Actually, no, don't remake it. Just make something like. That's just- <laughs> You know, you know, if they remake it, it won't be as good, Evan. You know, I spoke you know. too soon. Yeah, uh, here's a here's the toughest question you'll ever get. You ready, Jennifer? Um, what's wow, your Jennifer. favorite sandwich? Crust on or off? Yeah, I actually like a good bacon and egg and cheese toasty. So it's crust on. Because nice. in America, New York, all they've got is like bagels, and bagels like just a subpar. Do they do they have donuts over there for breakfast, or is that a myth? They're not like um, they're not traditional. Amazing, like I love a jam. I miss a jam donut. You know, the hot. (laughs) They're they're fucking jelly donuts, and they're cold, and they're no. It's just different. It's a different culture here. What about Cadbury chocolate? You got no? There's no Cadbury there, is there? It is, but it's a different. Our Cadbury's made in, in Oz. Um. Yeah, and their cap sucks. Yeah, I'd struggle, man, because even with just sausage rolls and meat pies, and you there's know, a place 
Brooklyn that does Aussie meat pies and sausage oh. broth. Um, I bought it, but yeah, for a long time, there's like two cafes, I think in Los Angeles that were like an hour away from me. And that's like not even in traffic. So they're like <laughs> two and a half hours. And I make to get a meat pie and stuff. I've learned how to like make sausage rolls, but yeah, it's just so like a yeah, yeah. So you you're based in Brooklyn at the moment, right? But I'm guessing you travel to LA all the time, or how does that work? Or you try to work in New York, or well, I mean, every time I've auditioned, it's been like you know remote, so I'm able to just do it in like wherever I'm at. So and, and a lot of stuff doesn't film in Los Angeles anymore. Oh, really? Right. There's only a select few things, like a lot of network stuff does um, that. Yeah, it's it's all you can. You don't really need to be in LA anymore to to um, to work. Well, that's can, that's good to hear. Yeah, like I'd love to go back home at some point and spend some time back home and fly, you know, fly here. But um, we'll see about that. Hopefully, one day. Who's your dream director to work with? It's a bit weird, but um, this guy called Robert Rodriguez. He did this movie called Machete and Spy Kids. Really, Robert? Rod- wow, I wouldn't have thought you would pick him. He's like an auteur. He's an auteur director, and for those people who don't know what an auteur is, it's pretty much just like if you see a Wes Anderson film, you know it's a Wes Anderson because it looks like it's on a set, the color scheme, everything like that. It's got a, a feel and like a look that only you know that director could execute and. It's the same with um, Robert Rodriguez. His movies are just like these sick, fast action paced kind of sp- paying homage like spaghetti westerns, but not. I don't know. It's he's he's really good. He did. Did he do um, a leader? Battle Angel. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I didn't like. Yeah, you didn't definitely. like that. No. Right. Too much CGI. Yeah, I think it just fell short for me. I, I feel like he's always been the guy doing things like on a budget and making it look cool. So like to see he did Sin City, if, if yeah. anyone's seen. And that was fucking brilliant. <clears throat> that was sick, yeah. It was so well made and so well done. So yeah, yeah him. Bruce Willis, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching the Spy Kid films as a kid and loving them, but I don't do they hold up? I don't know. I guess I guess they do, yeah. They do for me, because yeah. I, I they would for us because we'd watch it, you know, and yeah. I'm not sure if uh, any kids would like it now. I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that's actually a reboot worth happening. I think you could do. They could do Spy Kids pretty well now. They're, I'm I'm giving you pretty random questions here, mate. Bear with me. But what do you um what do you think of Marvel? Are you a Marvel fan or are you not in? You're not a fan, like because I feel like you're either in or you're out these days. So I, I'm actually more of a DC boy. Oh. Uh, reading the graphic novels and the person I always wanted to play was the Red Hood Jason Todd. So that's Batman's second Robin. Um I love Red me. Hood, yeah. But I mean I look I love what I don't think DC are doing very well cinematically. Um no. I did I mean Aquaman was okay. I'm interested to see the flash although apparently like Ezra Miller's gone off the walls. So it'd be interesting Mate. to see yeah, it's in shambles. Yeah. They, yeah, and then you got yeah Aquaman too with um, you know who in that as well. Um, yeah, then like Thor, I love Thor and like Loki. I love the Loki series, and I used to like Avengers. I just feel, I mean Marvel. I just feel like there's so many now that like I I don't want to sit there and like watch all of One Division or all of um Hawkeye. To figure out what's happening in a series, I actually want to watch. I, I, I just feel like this, it's too saturated, isn't it? Yeah, saturated at the moment. But if they're hiring and they're watching, I'm always available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to do like a DC movie or something. Like that. That'd be- You'd be a good Red Red Hood, yeah, Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah. What about Robin? Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's Jason, I'm too old to play. Robin, I think. You reckon? Like, really? Yeah, I guess he is pretty young, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I wouldn't mind playing um, 
the old man Bruce Wayne line, like our series where that kid just, uh, this like 19 year old stumbles on the Batcave and then all of a sudden he's like the new Batman. And that'd be pretty cool if they ever get around to doing that. I mean, they're going to. People run out of ideas all the time. So. <laughs> uh, um, Evan, is it harder to make a film or a video game, do you think, in terms of the acting? I mean, I know you're not making the game, but in terms of your part, <laughs> in terms of your part, uh, what's what was more challenging, do you think? I think I can't – you can't really um, – like that was we we did the quarry like it was a movie so it's for me it's what i imagine what most marvel and dc things would have been done where it's a lot of it's blue screen and you're standing you know and pretending that something's there and you've got to really like use your imagination so i honestly just say they're both the same thing and and it's just like moving from one set to another the process is always going to be different depending on like what you're doing so both of them had their challenges yeah like i was in prosthetics and we're in a wig so i was sweating like a motherfucker just like <laughs> then you know when we did the quarry you know you have to pretty much like imagine that a lot of things are there and because of uh covid um restrictions we all couldn't be in one room to film with each other so some of the time you're talking to no one that's there but that's the same thing when you when you see a close-up of a character in a movie or a show and they're like looking a lot of the time they're not looking at the the person that that you think they're talking to they're looking at the camera and speaking as if someone's there so they all have their challenges Mm. what sort of dog do you have by the way that's barking out there prick i love him what is it what type mini poodle oh Uh, (laughs) and he gets lonely when he's um left alone so he just freaks out Oh. It's a very angry. Yeah. Uh, apologies, yeah. apologies for all. Oh no, you're all good, brother. Uh, Bella, if you could play anyone, any of the other characters, which one would you have played in the quarry? If if there was no Nick, and you had to pick someone else, who would you have taken? Zach's Maybe. character. Maybe Max. Max, yeah, yeah. This one bit, I like that. Yeah. Silas the dog boy. (laughs) Who plays Silas, by the way? No idea. I don't even know if it's a... It's not a person, is it? No. There was no voice lines, no. Um, We know how Nick copped it or not, but how would Evan make it through the night of Hackett's Quarry? Any werewolf survival plans, Evan? That's from Rhiannon. Yeah, don't go outside. <laughs> listen to the listen to the advice. Literally be like, why can't we just part? Like, I understand the whole fire concept and everything like that, but that's stupid. You can just do that inside. Yeah. All right, I'll give you I'll give you a couple more, Evan, because I know you're a busy boy. Um, where are the Bunnings Bunning snags? Now that's only a reference you and me are going to know. I know that. Yeah, the Bunning snags. Where? where- <laughs> Are they? They're not existing here. We've got a place called Home Depot. No barbecue. It, it's terrible. I mean, I'm, that's another thing I've been craving. That I can't get. I won't be able to get until I go back home. I don't think we can translate that one, Evan. Unfortunately. No. Uh, um, Evan, since you're a DC fan, what did you think of Batman 2022? Oh, with our packs, I thought it was a really strong cast. Um, it's cool that they went in such a young direction and it was like Batman Year 2 or 3 and not like how they did it with um, Nolan's, you know, and Batman, like the the origins, like we know who this person is. He's just not the fully realised, um, you know, Cape Crusader and this like symbol that ev- everyone knows yet. I loved it. I thought the acting was brilliant. Um, maybe went on a tad bit too long, but it was necessary. And Paul Dano was a standout for me. Uh, and John Tatura as um, the mob boss, really, really, really good stuff. And Zoe Kravitz was um, just amazing. She was a standout for me, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed. Even uh, Colin Farrell was the penguin. Yeah. Well, so well, they're turning it into a series now. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Evan, do you want to say anything to these lovely fans that have well, this is we've been going for an hour already. It's flown by. Anything you want to say to them? Honestly, thank you so much for all the love. I'm trying to get back and like reply to everyone who sends me a message or draws a picture or creates a video. It's been um I don't know, this has been the best project I've I've ever worked on and it's because of the fans and the reception and just I know you're all like so uh, appreciative of, of the work we've done, but it, I don't know. Just that, yeah. Honestly, like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And um, you know, if there ever is a, a quarry sequel, I'll, I'll do it all for you. And uh, yeah, big love, big love, brother. Any um, anything you want to plug? Any projects you got coming up or anything like that? You have something I'm filming later in the year, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. It's under wraps. Um, yeah. We'll be back home, uh, which is cool. Are you feel, you've done you've shot it or are you shooting it now? We're set to we're set to shoot. I'm, I'm uh, in about uh, about six weeks time. We're going to be hitting the gym with a personal trainer. Is this a is this a big role or you can't say anything at all? The lead. It's not like um, it's not like a Marvel thing or anything. No, no, like that. no, no. I I know, but it'll be it's a good um it's it's a really good piece it's a good strong character piece it's um nice based my cultural background um as well so yeah it's just like it'll be a really exciting project and some uh great actors are on board and uh yeah can't wait for everyone to see that awesome man well continued success i hope you uh flourish and and knock it out of the park and um all the best man thank you for taking the time today so much for having me, yeah. Really appreciate it. It's good hearing an Aussie voice. <laughs> Take care, mate. Have a good day. Yeah, you too.